Hey guys, welcome to the first ever podcast with Kevin Hockenberry and Anthony Jen. Yeah, we have no name yet. We'll have a sweepstakes. Yeah. And you guys can choose a name, maybe. Yes, whoever comes up with a name uh, will interview you on our podcast. <laughs> if you guys, you know what, for prosperity's sake, is that even the right word? I'm just going to take a picture right now. Because it's day one? This is day one. We'll go wide angle here. Are you there? Let's just see how that turned out. This is this is the jankiest setup you guys have ever seen. It's important to capture like new beginnings. Yeah. So this is a pilot episode. Like okay. This is our pilot episode, our first ever. A pilot. Pilot. Mm-hmm. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh my Thanksgiving! Wow, we're gonna go right there. Well, yeah. I mean, it is the week after Thanksgiving. Question makes sense. I'm gonna answer that question. With a question. Are you allowed to do that? How was your Thanksgiving? It was as good as it could get. <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, we had the turkey. I cooked a 24-pound turkey. It's a big bird. It's a big bird. It was... I'm sorry. You told me that you got the turkey for 50 cents a pound. At Publix. At Publix. Which is mind-boggling. So are you sure it wasn't like one of those like <laughs> those like black ducks that have that have in Florida with the stuff all over their their beaks? No, bro. I'm not sure. It could have been one of those. There's no way you got a turkey for 50 cents a pound at Publix. It was 50 cents a pound and there were bigger ones. It definitely wasn't Butterball. It was not it was Publix brand. It was like Margin Ball. <laughs> yeah, so that thing was thawing in my fridge for 7 days and it was still icy when I it was time to get ready. So icy. A little bit. Have you seen those videos of these guys that put the frozen turkeys in the uh, turkey fryers and it just like blows up on them with the oil? You know, I, you, my heart goes out to those people who waited till the last minute. They're like, oh, crap, I forgot to buy the turkey. Right. Babe, I'm going to fry it tomorrow because it seems manly. But then why do they always put it right next to their house? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. Like, the, take it out in the backyard somewhere. The fryer. Yeah, it's like a grease fire. Yeah. And then little Johnny's there with the garden hose. That's never good. It's never good, bro. So your Thanksgiving was as good as it could be. Is that because, like, you guys aren't grateful for anything? <laughs> like, I mean, that's what it's all about. No, it, we had, it was so, it was fun. We ate good food. And it's just, like, instant nap time after. That's that chemical they have in the turkey. Well, uh, your turkey probably didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Tryptamine. Is that how you say that? I feel like people always pronounce it a different way. Everybody's always like, yeah. I don't know what the actual scientific term is for it, but it hit hard, whatever it was. Now, you guys, probably nobody at your house watched football. Ouch. But you're right, correct. No, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, we're just calling it how it is. Yeah. <laughs> calling a spade a spade, is that what they say? You guys probably had, like, Disney Junior on or something. Uh, what would be... Did you watch the parade, at least? Absolutely. Yes, and the dog show right after that. See, the problem with the dog show is that it's on during the first football game. Is it? Yeah. So I always tell myself, I'm like excited, like I'm going to watch the dog show. And then I realized I'm going to watch the dog show. Bro, I saw this dog that literally looked like a horse. It was so big. It The guy who was handling the dog was probably 6'2". And this dog was above his hip. That's a big dog. It was humongous, big, gray, like wiry looking thing. Here's my other issue with dog shows. America's dog has never won. The Boston Terrier? No, that's the Boston's dog. You're America's talking about dog, the Golden Retriever. The Golden Retriever has never this, and this is why it's 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 easy, right? It has nothing to do with their looks because they're beautiful. 
it has everything to do with, could you imagine a handler trying to walk a golden retriever down that like green carpet? They'd be jumping all over people right. and licking people and just, just trying to please. You know what? There was a really beautiful golden retriever and I thought of you. And I was like, you know what? PK is probably watching football and he's not, not appreciating yeah, it, this. It probably did as good at the dog show as Ecuador did in the World Cup, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I All would right, say the U.S., but the U.S. has won a game or two. Or let's, yeah, I mean, they're, a lot. they're still in it. They are. All right, let's let's wait. I do. Can I just say this though? My Thanksgiving was nice. Okay, it was as I, good as it could be. I, <laughs> <laughs> I went down to um, Babcock Ranches, which is in the Fort Myers area. For uh, some reason, my family's all migrated from like the east coast of South Florida, like the Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach area over to um, the Fort Myers area. So they left the ocean for the golf. We'll leave that conversation for another day. Okay. Because the, the golf is, it's a two out of five at best, right? Depending on where you are. There's some places where it's nicer, but like the Atlantic Ocean is stunning, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. so they left that to go there. And so I had to go to Babcock Ranches with my family, my immediate family, my wife, three, three kids. And I took the dog. You did take the dog. The dog came, yeah. I love when I can take my dog on road trips. She does too. God's honest truth. When we start getting this suitcases packed, she finds a corner and just puts her face into the wall and stares at the wall. She gets so depressed because she knows we're leaving. So when you said hop in. She ran faster than I've ever seen her. A she full backflip. Yep. Into the Honda Odyssey 2009. Um, it was awesome. So she came with us and she just... The whole ride was, Carson, get off my feet, right? Whatever. Um, but it was beautiful to have my dog there. Um, Thanksgiving morning, got a text on the family text. You guys got a family text thread? Here's the truth. There is one. It just doesn't get used. And it, I'm just not, I don't participate in oh, it. Oh, you yeah. just respond with like K. Yeah, or just like mute for the next. You mute your family conversations. Don't even act like you don't do that. Don't I haven't done no. it with the family. I haven't. I really haven't done it with the family. Let me tell you, all of our listeners out there, <laughs> you will shame the devil and tell the truth. You know you've muted your family before. I have muted my fantasy football thread, which half of my family is in my league. Oh, so close enough. Close enough. So I understand what you're saying. So I get a call on Thanksgiving morning, a text. Um, help, this is an emergency. No. Which I don't get that very often on my text thread. Yes. On the family. On the family. On the Well, we have different family threads. This one was for the Thanksgiving people. So okay. the people that were going to be there for Babcock. The red team. The Whatever, yeah. Do you guys like, ha- is it named? Is no. each one like? No, because there's always that one guy that doesn't have an iPhone. So you can't even name it. <laughs> so you're like, this is the chat without Ricky. Yeah, right. We actually right. have threads without, <laughs> uh, with only iPhone users so that we don't have the green bubble. Anyway. That's a um, whole other. Whole other. So um, <laughs> I got emergency. Um, there's a snake in my garage. No way. There's a snake in my garage. And it's a it's a, uh, a cotton mouth. It's a Florida cotton mouth. No way. Have you not seen the video? I did not see the I video. I posted this online. I didn't see it. I posted it on Facebook. I didn't see it there. <laughs> That's why you didn't see it, because you don't go on Facebook. Um, yeah, so my, my nephew's like, he's uh, my nephew's terrified of snakes. He's like, help, I got a cotton mouth in my garage. Like a water moccasin. Are they the same thing? They're the same thing. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, so it was a big, long black snake, or was it like... No, it was a, it was a juvenile. Yeah. They, they don't have, know how to use their stuff. I know. And yeah. they like overshoot. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> I went over there and sure enough, there's a snake in the garage. Now I looked at it and I'm like, I don't know. Did like you barehand it? No. Come on. I was going to shovel it. But then I thought like, I don't want to spend my Thanksgiving day at the Babcock Ranch's emergency room. Pause. You said, 
I was going to shovel it. For me, that has a, a meaning. When I say I'm going to shovel a snake, that's the flat tip of the shovel is yes. going through the neck. Yes. And that's what I meant. You're going to behead a snake. I was going to behead a snake. Because some people will shovel, like they'll go underneath and just like toss it over the neighbor's oh, fence. Oh, not with a cotton mouth. Okay. No, that thing needs to die as soon as possible. All right. So I looked at it. They, t- they got a picture of it and they zoomed in because we didn't get too close to it. And um, <laughs> I said, that that's a rat snake. Like, no, it's a cotton mouth look. And they did the whole like image search. I have found very few people on the planet can really like differentiate snakes. Right. Like, is that one poisonous? If is it not? Now, if it was outside, I'd probably just let it go. But it's in it's in someone's garage. Doesn't belong there. Doesn't belong there. No. Dude. So so good snake, bad snake, dead snake. Right. I found this so on the we have got to talk about why Siri just always talks to me on my phone sometimes. She just wants to be a guest speaker. We'll get her next time. I got to turn that off. And we should have a we should have a full episode where we're just interviewing Siri. This is what she found on the web. Snake snap. Oh. I don't know what that is. I don't need to know what that is. Okay. So anyway, long story short, uh, cousin or brother-in-law, somebody comes over Brad. I like Brad. Brad's a good dude. And he brings, he literally brings a Red Rider BB gun. Okay. Yes. And he gets into kind of sniper position, fires one off, misses it. Um, he missed? Yeah. Dang, dude. He fires another one off and he misses. Missed twice. Oh. He's not a Royal Ranger. No. Uh, <laughs> then he fired another one off and hit the the snake right in the neck. Yeah. And it did that whole like writhing thing. No, it didn't. It just went. Like, oh, boom. yeah. Like, yeah. It just like went limp. Okay. Yeah. It's a dead snake. So that's my Thanksgiving. Um, did you guys cook it? No. Then we scooped it up on a shovel and threw it over the neighbor's yard. And I threw it in the grass and then I shoveled it just to make sure okay. it just was the, done. Yeah. The kill shot. The kill shot. Yeah. All right. So that, that's Thanksgiving. Here's a great segue. Yes. By the way, um, <clears throat> today's episode isn't sponsored, but... Um, if it was. <laughs> if it was. It'd be by Mission Barbecue, It'd maybe? be by Mission Barbecue. We had lunch at Mission Barbecue. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? What's that? I ordered right after you. Yes. And the lady's like, you just ordered the same thing as that guy. I was Did like, she say that? Yeah. And I was like, really? He must have good taste. Yeah. I, we were saying we were talking about this earlier today because we work next door to each other and like two feet away or whatever. Um, <laughs> that it seems like when we go to restaurants, we always order the same things. I know. I mean, sometimes we do that thing where I order one thing because there's two good things on the yeah. menu, and then yeah, we yeah. do a little we'll do these. Yeah. Does that? Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk about why I think that could be. You were gonna ask a question. Yeah. So, um, Andor. <laughs> the yes. newest Star Wars series on, um, I don't even know if we're allowed to say the name because I don't want to get can't like uh, demonetized or something if that's even a thing. Yeah, D plus. D plus. Yeah, I think we can say it. We can say that. We could say Disney plus. Absolutely. This I would America. imagine they would want us. This to. is America, right? It is for now. They won yesterday. Be the Iranians. They did. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying Team USA. Anyways, is Andor right? Mm-hmm. You watched the entire. Yeah, I think this would be a good time for those who haven't finished watching Andor yet, maybe to. Scroll about five minutes from now or whatever. Oh yeah, this is spoiler. Spoiler. there could be spoilers here. That that was really kind of you. Yeah, but I think we could also have this conversation without giving many spoilers. We probably could. Yeah. So here's the question: is is the way that Andor was written, shot, the story was told, is that the future of Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, let's call it what it was. It was like PG thirteen too. Yes. It like. It wasn't really for kids. No. By episode one or two, like I stopped letting my like 
my girls watch it. I mean, they probably could have, but I think so much would have went so far over their head. Mm-hmm. Because was even the storytelling was more for adults. How did you feel? Like episode one, two, one, two, and even into three, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was good. You well, kept saying it doesn't feel like Star it Wars. It doesn't to me. feel like Star Wars. And then all of a sudden, it got better. It got stronger. I, so here's what I think. I think there's a place for this style of storytelling in Star Wars. Um, it's it's not, you know, it's not a New Hope. It's not Empire. It's it's different. Um, I, what I don't want is I would I would hate to see all of Star Wars storytelling head in this direction. I agree with you on that because they're going to have a new trilogy come out at some point. That they have to. Um, there's there's too much money to be made, too many toys to be sold. Um, I don't know what the story would be about. I mean, you could continue on some Array's story, you know. Um, but I think the storytelling has to kind of, it has to have that iconic Star Wars feel to it, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And I, this next question would could probably be an entire series of other stuff. Um, but like the part that makes Star Wars Star Wars for all of us are some of these like key characters, right? Like Chewbacca, Han Solo. Do you say Han? It's, I call him Han Solo. So I call him Han, except when I want to be um, extra cheeky. Is that how they say that? Are you call him Han then? Yeah, sometimes like Han Solo, because that's what um, Lando yeah. called him. I just feel like Lando just missed it maybe when they were doing the first read through of the script. Leia was also called Leah once or twice. So we have those characters, you know, like those like right. top top tier characters well to interrupt your thought for a moment okay star wars historically has been a story about anakin skywalker yes so for the the first episodes one through six plus much of the animated stuff i mean it's it's a story about anakin skywalker and his redemption right so when i say this doesn't feel like star wars enough for me right it's because i'm not feeling anakin or luke the characters the mains right and so i think with like mandalorian when you had Grogu, which we all called Baby Yoda, when you saw Baby Grogu, you're like, oh my gosh, Yoda. Like there was something that was like, it was enough of an anchor right. for you to be like, this, we are watching Star Wars right now. Yeah, I mean, Andor is about Cassian Andor, who, let's call it what it was, was a B character in Rogue One. Yes. He was like a cut-rate Han Solo. Yeah, I he like was, him. Yeah. I like his accent. Where's he from, do you think? Like in our planet? Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh because yeah, yeah. Man, okay star wars yeah uh i think um south america somewhere i'm thinking like uruguay do you think the accent he uses in star wars is his real accent or do you think that's like a he, he turns it on for star wars that's his real accent i think yeah right yeah i, I mean I'm, i want to see um you're looking it up yeah i want to see like where he's from where he's from okay so that I, I go ahead make your choice oh i gotta guess yeah i said like uruguay or something Paraguay. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what your guess is? Sure. He's Mexican. Really? Yeah. I can see that. Now that I say that, can you like, you can hear it a little bit more, right? I think, yes. I I also think you could have said any country and I would have said, oh yeah, now that you say that. Isn't that funny how we do that? Yeah. (laughs) Like if you would have said he's from Argentina, I was like, you know what? (laughs) That makes total... Honestly, I could have seen him from from, uh, Europe, like Spain or... Or um, Um, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. Interesting. He's not, he's not definitely not Greek. All right. So what are the rules when you're using commas? (laughs) 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 I'm the last person to answer that question. For me, 
I just, uh, as far as comma use goes, when I write, whenever I feel like this is where I would naturally pause, that's where a comma goes. So, so for example, um, today has been a great day, comma. I'm really looking forward to the end of the day, comma. Hopefully it's going to be awesome, period. So see what I'm saying? Like wherever there's like pauses. Now if there's a long pause, semicolon. I feel like each one of those things where you put a comma could have been a period. We're the wrong people to ask on this. Yes. And I've said this before. My um, everything that I write on the computer is just riddled with squiggly lines. The red ones? Yeah, red ones, green ones, blue ones. I don't even know what all the colors mean, but they're there's all green ones. Green ones is when like something. I don't know, dude. Maybe because you're a Mac user. <clears throat> could it be that? A, I never had a green one. Hmm. Definitely red. <laughs> all right. Um, so we, you told me to watch this documentary on Netflix the other day. I did. Um, you guys who are listening right now, go ahead and take your guess of what documentary you think that was. I'll give you three seconds. It was Pepsi. Where's my jet? Where's my jet? Yeah. How Do you feel robbed? In what way? Okay, you grew up in the 90s. Yes. You were a, like... All of their schemes and marketing and everything was geared towards you. It Ju was. Junior I was supposed to be the, the Pepsi generation. You were junior Kevin Hockenberry right. walking those streets. Right. Everything about everything that they did was geared towards you. Right. Do you feel in some way, did, like, did you want that guy to get the jet when you were watching this thing? That I want him to get the job. Well, I knew it wasn't possible. You okay? So when you were a kid and you saw that, you're like, "I'm never gonna get that." No, 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 no. Now you're asking a different question. Okay. You said when I was watching it, <clears throat> I knew you can't just give somebody a Harrier jet. Okay. They can't do that. However, when now that's the 45 year old me. When I was younger, I was probably that, that came out in '95, which is the year I graduated. I think okay. it was '95. So you're 18, probably. 17 ish. Yeah, I graduated 17, 17, 18, somewhere in there. I remember seeing that commercial. And I definitely had the thought of, I would love to get enough Pepsi points to get that rocket jet. That rocket. jet. The jet. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, I kind of believe like that, what that's possible, but how would I ever come up with 7 million Pepsi points? I mean, that's a lot of soda, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I gave up on that dream rather quickly. But when that vid, when that commercial aired, there was no fine print. It was just 7 million Pepsi points. So right. like as a kid... As their target audience, I believed, yes, you could get... It was gospel. Yes, I believed it. And that young man, John, is that his name? I forgot. Whatever, the guy in the documentary, he was only a couple years older than me. And so for him to make the legal argument that, no, you said I could have this. I did my part. I collected these points. Now, Pepsi, give me my jet. Mm. It made sense to me. I want to ask you something. Um that was a very good documentary, right? Yeah, on a number of levels. So that's what I want to get into just for a moment because you're a filmmaker. You make films. Um, what makes a good documentary? Like, how much of it is the actual <clears throat> story? 90% uh, of it. Okay, so the story is that important still? The story is that important. Okay. The So what made this compelling, and I think you nailed this on the head when you were telling me about it. You said episode one and two they got you. Right. And then episode three, you're like, all right, 
what's what right. happened here, right? It felt like they pulled it <clears throat> along a little bit. Yeah. So the story was so compelling. And then after that was the create the creativity to tell that story. The way that they shot it. Um, the stylized like text stuff, the intros, those cut animation scenes. There was so much of it that like brought you into the 90s and you were right back there. You felt like it was immersive. You said that they nailed it with like the dramatized 90s scenes yes. that they did. And it was like when when the um when they were doing like a a cutaway from the interview and then the actor right like the younger actor right. was mouthing the words like yeah. that that was so immersive for the viewer. Right. It was enjoyable. You're like, "Oh my yeah, oh, dang." For me, I'm not a big documentary guy. Usually when you start telling me like, oh, you know, you got to check out this documentary. I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching it. I like how you, <laughs> I like how you think whenever whenever it's something you don't want. It's always, oh, dude, you got to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like you're always talking about these documentaries. Watch. I, I really don't care. Like I'd rather watch a show. Okay. Fair. Um, but every now and again, I, a documentary catches my eye and I'm like, oh, okay. That's why I asked you like what made it good. Why did I enjoy that? Um, I, here's the other thing I think going back to story because, you know, I'm a story guy. Yeah. I think the fact that there were two stories happening at the same time. Yes. That those guys were like trying to climb the highest peak of every continent and they were climbing a mountain in Antarctica. I didn't even know you could do that. That place is not for humans. I would have thought it'd be more likely (laughs) to own a Harrier jet than to be able to climb a mountain in Antarctica. Okay. Right? That's not too far off. No. I feel like in the time that we're living in now, it wouldn't be far off for you to own a Harrier jet or like a Formula One car or a tank. You think people will be able to own that one day? Yes. You can own it. Demilitarized. A, yeah, for sure. You can own a Blackhawk. You can? Yeah. You can own a tank. They just like. But you don't like, can't keep, like, you can't keep it in your backyard. Yes, you can. You can keep a Blackhawk in your backyard? Yes. You can't take off from there. No, but you can store it there if you wanted to. Like on a trailer. Yeah, or something. <laughs> So he's like, hit, put that on the hitch on your F-150 and... <laughs> yeah, maybe an F-250. <laughs> right. Those are big helicopters. PK, give me an Eagles update. I know you are you are an avid yes. Philadelphia sports fan. For those of you guys who don't know Kevin Hockenberry, this, this guy, his heart beats for Jesus. Yeah. He loves his family and his city. Yeah. But a close third or, or something... Yeah, I mean, how close could it be? Yeah. Food, I, I'd be a really bad guy if I had... Food and Eagles. If I had Jesus and my wife and like the Eagles in the same, you know, that wouldn't be good. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people's eyes rolled as you asked this question that are listening. I heard like, the, I heard their eyes rolling. You can feel the eyes rolling. So we, we won't talk about this long. Uh, I will say at this point in time, they are 10 and 1. Wow. That means 10 wins, 1 loss. They have a chance of, um, of actually clinching a playoff berth next week, which is very early in the season to do so. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. I, I will say this. Um, I was not a Jalen Hurts believer. I did not think the guy was very good. Um, I, I did not want him as my quarterback. I just didn't see a lot of potential there. Um, and I have been completely and totally proven wrong. So this is your formal apology to Jalen Hurts. He's listening, probably. Yeah. Jalen, if you're listening, I, dude, man, mad respect, mad props. People still put mad before words. You can. Okay. Okay. To me, that overemphasizes. Overemphasizes? Just emphasizes. Yeah. I just want to emphasize. I don't need to overemphasize. Right. So that emphasizes what I really mean. So um, mad respect, Jalen. The thing is, Anthony, he's making the throws. He is. And last year, he wasn't. 
Last year, he just he could run a little bit, you know, juke and jive when he's running and make some people miss. And then he throws some awful pass that's just intercepted. And he just couldn't win the big game. And this year, like, dude, he's dropping dimes, man. He's he making put the work some in. plays. Yeah. So um, I have concern about the Eagles' defense. Um, they are getting Jordan Davis back, uh, hopefully, in the next couple weeks here. Uh, Dallas Goddard will be back, their tight end. Uh, he'll be back soon on, on, on offense. Their offense was missing him, I believe. But, um, but they're a fun team. Um, the second team in the NFC is the Minnesota Vikings. They have uh, one less win than the Eagles, but we hold the tiebreaker over them. So the Eagles theoretically have to lose two games to lose the number one seed. Okay. And there's they don't have a uh, – but Christmas Eve, they play at Dallas. It's going to be a huge game. God, I hate the Cowboys. Anything else we got to talk about today? I saved the best topic for last. I know that you probably think that the Eagles was the best topic. I've enjoyed for last. all of our topics. Okay. You have had this dream of yours. Okay. I don't know if a dream might be a stretch, but you've had this passion. Yeah. For a long time, I've known you for many years, mm-hmm. and you have always said that you would like to write a children's book. Ah, uh, yes, I'd like to publish one. Yeah. Like actually a hardcover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can what like where are we at on that? Yeah. So I have written <clears throat> a handful of them. I think one, two, three, maybe three, three. You have three in the hopper. Yeah, I have one that's kind of a series, and then I have another one that's really cool. Okay. Um, I'll talk about it in just a moment. Um, but writing a kids book is a lot different from writing like an adult book. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't need an illustrator for an adult book. Right, you right. use your imagination. Right, and just all the words are there, and you know maybe somebody if you do something cool, you might put some maps in or something. I don't know, um, but 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 an illustrator is like half the book. Yes. Like if you pick up a kids book, like if you're looking for a kids book for your child and the animation's kind of whack, like you're probably not going to buy it, right? Yeah, you totally judge a kids book by the cover. Totally. And so, um, and so uh, I wrote, like I said, the latest book I wrote I actually went to Epcot. I used one of my my, my passes to go to Epcot and I sat there and all these families are around me and everything. And I I wrote a book called Philbert the Mouse. Okay. And um, it's based off a a true story. Not really. Uh, Kind of. So my mom, who's older than me, um, (laughs) she many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) She many years ago. Well, it's important to understand that because clearly she's older than me. This didn't take place like in the 70s. Like this is like in the 40s. Whoa. My mom would go spend time with her grandmother who she called Nanny. Okay. And so she would do different chores for Nanny and help Nanny around the house. <clears throat> and she loved to, to, to brush her Nanny's hair. And when she would brush her Nanny's hair, they did it in her Nanny's bedroom. And her Nanny had um, a bed okay. with like this embossed um, uh, headboard okay. of uh, 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 flowers. And um, I guess that was it, if I got that right. And so she would tell my mom, she would make up stories about a mouse named Filbert. No way. Yes, way. And so um, so my book is all about my mom as a little girl going to Nanny's house. Whoa, that's special, dude. It, I think so. My mom doesn't know this yet. Okay. So she, I mean, uh, maybe she'll listen to our podcast. I don't know. But um, so my mom would go leave the city of Philadelphia, kind of go out to the country. At least that's how it happened in my mind. So she left the, the city and went into the country. And she's sitting there staring at this embossed headboard. 
And all of a sudden, the flowers have color run into them, and they become no. yellow, and the stems become green, and then they begin to kind of sway side to side like a gentle oh, breeze. Man. And then all of a sudden, you hear cannonball, and it's this mouse jumping into this pond. I love it. I'm not gonna tell you anymore. I love it. So I, I wrote this. I I like it. I've asked other people to read it. People that I know would give me real criticism. They seem to like it. You wrote. You read it to me. You liked it, right? Yeah, and the way that you read it was really cool. So I think what whenever it's finished, I think we should do an audiobook also. I would love nothing yeah, more. Yeah, so you reading the book. Yeah, because tone is everything. Like Absolutely. if you're reading a kid's book and it says, oh, the apple's over there. Like you're going to read, oh, the apple's over there. You know, but if you like read it like, oh, the apple's over there. You know, that's not how you read things. So like right. when you read a kid's book, you read it nice. That's what I've been told anyway. So I wrote a kid's book. Um, here's the problem. Yeah. Illustrator. Hmm. Because it's not just a matter like everybody knows an illustrator. Oh, I'll, I'll knock that out for you. I, I, you know, it's like I don't. I don't need somebody to just <laughs> what. There you. <laughs> Whenever something's cut right, you just <laughs> instantly. Oh, let me get that on there. Come well, get that thing. Anyway, every, everybody knows an illustrator. Everybody's got someone that can draw. Oh, my little daughter, she can draw. You know, it's, I don't want a, somebody to draw. You know, I need. Um, and I got to look. It's, it's got a classic, mm. traditional kind of Winnie the Pooh type vibe to it. Gotcha. So um, I've been looking for an illustrator for the longest time. And then I mentioned to you today, like, hey, I still got this book, like, I want to, like, publish or whatever, but I need an illustrator. And you're like, well, go to Fiverr.com. We're not sponsored by them either. No, but Fiverr, if you're listening, yeah. drop us a Fiverr. Yeah. Hopefully, <clears throat> um, I think I found someone. Okay. A, a British woman. Okay. In uh, From Britain. That's usually where they're from, UK. Right? She's okay. from the UK. Do you know, kids used to, uh, not kids, teenagers used to call me UK when I was a kid? I think you've told me that before. It stood for Uncle Kevin. Do you know why? Because they felt that I always had something to say and that I was wise even as a teenager. And I was like having their uncle around. Yeah. Looking back on it, I, I, I feel like that might have been an insult. Yeah. Like they're just, that was their way of making fun of me without me knowing. Here's Uncle Kevin. Yeah. Hey. You know, like, <laughs> like laughing behind your back. You ever have somebody laugh behind your back before? One time when I walked into Kohl's, someone left as I walked past and I never wanted to publicly fight people right. ever in my life. Privately fighting. Like the fight club's okay. Yeah, fight club, <laughs> but we don't talk about that. No. Um, I was so angry. Because they laughed at you? But it was a stranger. They were strangers. And I was like, what are you laughing at, man? He was like a five-year-old. No, they were, it was like two people behind the counter. They work there? Yeah. And First of all, like, I, won't, I won't say that. Just right. keep going. My wife and I were wearing the same shirt because okay. we, we just came back from an event. Okay. They were wearing a youth group shirt. Okay. So they, they were matching shirts, obviously. Yeah. So we like walked in, shopped around. Whatever we were buying, I, I don't know, we bought sheets or something or a comforter. Yeah, what I don't do know. you buy at Kohl's? I usually just go there to return, return Amazon things. <laughs> Can you do that? You didn't know that? No. Did you walk in and just like, like, like if I was returning this car key, I just set it there with a little like QR code. I'm done. They pack it. They, they, they send it away. No way. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, they that. have a whole drop off zone there. So since that day, well, we were checking out and then these people are just like cackling. Like, <laughs> that's like witch stuff. Clearly at us. <clears throat> and I told my wife, I said, we will never, ever go back to Kohl's. And I haven't been back yet. So Kohl's, if you're listening. Wait a minute. You won't go to Kohl's because two of their employees laughed at you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm holding a grudge. But those, they probably don't even work there anymore. They probably don't. And I honestly don't need to shop at Kohl's. There's nothing there that I like. We had a gift certificate, and that's why we, we bought something from there. Do they sell those t-shirts? Who's the artist down in West Palm that draws like the dolphin? Guy Harvey. Guy Harvey. They probably sell Guy Harvey stuff there, right? They, they sell those at Bells? Beals? Beals. Bells. Beals. It's got an A in it. 
Anyway, what was the question? The children's book. Yes. So I have made some progress and I've reached out to someone to see if she would be interested in illustrating my book. And this was her response um, from Fiverr.com. She says, let me see it. I want to read it to see if it clicks with me, to see if it's something I feel I can draw okay, or, or illustrate or whatever. So um, she says she'll get back to me tomorrow. Okay. So I don't know if she says that to like all her leads <laughs> to make you think like, you know, let me just read it, see if I like it. And then she's going to come back tomorrow. Like, oh my God, this is the best book ever. Or she's gonna... I have to illustrate this, you know. <laughs> or she's going to come back tomorrow and it's going to be like copywritten. No, she told me that she won't do that. <laughs> she says she says part of my, my integrity of my illustration, my illustrator job or whatever. Um, I won't steal your work or something. It's like a code of ethics that they all. Yeah, do. so I felt like very secure. That, that was she so kind that. of her. Yeah. <laughs> well, PK, Peaks, Kevin Hockenberry. Yes. Uh, man, this was this has been a great time. Yes. I will. Uh, I promise. Okay. You can take my word for this. Okay. I will ask you about the book in a later episode for an update. Yeah, and I think that's good because that'll be some accountability. Yeah, because people are going to want to like eventually hear the story of Filbert. I, I think people would want to buy the book. Yeah, and see the cartoon. I am a big supporter of my friends when they're doing like endeavors and stuff, like doing something cool. And what I like about the book for me personally is like my whole life is ministry, which I love. Right. Um, but it's like, I just need a creative outlet, which is another reason why we're doing the podcast, right? Right. I just need like some, some, I don't know, something to do that has nothing to do with the church once in a while. And that's okay. Well, because in the book, which, you know, you'll read one day, that actually has some really good biblical, like, principle. Principles. Nice. And you can really, like, take some time when you're done with the book to, you know, ask your kid what do they learn from it to point out some things that, are, that happened in the book. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Remember to subscribe. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.